welcome to Chatting with Channing, the podcast for Channing School that lets you, the listener, find out more by hearing from people throughout the school community. Each episode, you'll hear real stories from staff, from pupils, from parents and the school's alumni to give you a true reflection of life on Highgate Hill. In this episode, we're talking to Simon Gray. He's the technical and creative manager at Channing. We're about to find out what that actually means, how he got into this, but also some of the fulfilling and challenging parts of his role. It's a great episode and a really interesting conversation with Arabella. So come with me as we speak to the technical and creative manager at Channing. It's Simon Gray. Welcome to Simon Gray, uh, who's joining us here today. Simon, you're on staff at Channing. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what is it you actually do and what's your job title? So I uh, run all of the performance spaces for uh, the school, uh, so mostly the theatre and the founders hall as well. My official job title is uh, technical and creative manager, but I suppose you could probably say theatre manager for ease. Um, so anything that happens within the walls of those theatre spaces and sometimes on bigger external events I'm involved in as well. Gosh, that sounds a lot. So there might be some people listening who've never been to Channing School, uh, surprising I know. So for, for them, just describe what are some of the spaces you have to work with? So you mentioned two of them. What are some of the spaces you actually work with and what type of productions have been or taken place in the past? So we have our, our main theatre space, the Arundel Centre, uh, which is a 244 fully professionally equipped theatre space. And then we have our Founders Hall, which is kitted out to become a sort of drama studio space, which we can also divide into two smaller studios as well. Gosh, wow, what an incredible provision. So what about yourself? How did you get into um, a role like this? And where? what have you been doing before you came to Channing? So I got into doing technical stuff when I was at school, do, looking for uh, something to do for work experience at school. Right, okay, really. A friend of mine that I knew uh, worked in a local theatre and I said, could I spend a week in the theatre doing work experience? He said, yeah, fine. So I, I did a show there. I did a week uh, working on a show, did various different things and then it was at that sort of time I was looking at what would I do beyond my A-levels and um, decided that I would look into doing lighting design. Right. Working with lighting for events and shows and things and I then went on to Rosebridford College to do lighting design as a BA course. And then it sort of took off from there, really. So I'm really intrigued again. So just going back to your work experience, when you said, right, can I come and do work experience in the theatre? Were you motivated by the sense of performance or were you motivated by the technical side of it? What is the thing that like draws you in? I think I've always had uh, a need to know how things work. Right, okay. So I was very interested inside the technical side and, and how that whole thing of a show, um, how it all worked, really, and how being behind the scenes all worked and I got really interested in that week I did lots of different ro- roles on that show um, but one of them was um, operating all the lighting which I enjoyed the most and thought well I'll go and do that for a degree that'll work. I love it gosh it's amazing is it because sometimes we just you know the most spurious things like intrigue us and kind of take take on and actually probably for so many of the young people that you meet at Channing as well there's probably all sorts of things that will uh suddenly spark an interest in them which you have no idea what will lead them so lighting I mean I am going to admit it uh, physics was probably not my strongest subject at school and I know that light is very very complex what does that actually involve lighting design and why do you need someone to design it so 
the whole sort of concept of of using light in a in a production or any event is to sort of enhance and also somewhat guide an audience of where you want them to look or how you want them to feel it's something that when people go and see a show or an event or anything that has any lighting you don't really focus on it or not as much as uh, i do <laughs> yeah but you you're not a, you're not looking solely at the lighting on a show and you you really shouldn't be because if you're doing that then the lighting designer hasn't done his job properly right okay her job properly. it's um it's more about um creating this world this fake world on stage and how lighting reinforces that it normally is the last sort of part of a process um to to build this scene or or this visual element on stage okay amazing so actually it's, it's quite a crucial part isn't it particularly um performance so you obviously took that as your degree and then you started working lighting so what were some of the things you were involved in and what were you learning at that time so we in sort of the first year you start really you do a lot of theory work on on how you know certain techniques of using lighting for for using different things and using simple things like the direction of light different colors of light add different shapes and textures of light to create different things the university i went to we had they're called lighting labs they're basically small studio spaces right okay um and they have essentially a miniature theater with miniature lights that all work functionally as they would uh the full scale ones mm -hmm. and you you sort of play around with models oh, really? and light models um in different ways and you do different sort of projects we did one where we had to launch we had to do like a product launch mm -hmm. and how you would use lighting to launch a product and show my age a bit but um around that time the first iphone was launched so we decided mm -hmm. to relaunch the iphone uh -huh. we were a bit full of ourselves on that <laughs> yeah. but um we we decided to do this whole thing of it being a um like the dawn of a new age in techn mobile technology so the whole thing was looking at sunrises and colors and how a sunrise changes in different colors oh my goodness, and using yeah. that to launch a iphone basically and how did it go i'm now I'm very now, well I'm now, we, now, now i'm like i was sold on this one i just sort of feel like that sense it, of like, it yeah. was one of those projects that just sort of you all work in small groups yeah. to do it, and it was one of those projects that just sort of took off really and everyone came to see it, it worked really well and i think we got very good marks for it i can't really remember now but i still have a video of it on my computer to Gee. show students about how lighting can be used mm -hmm. not just in a theater space or an event space it can be used for any sort of you know elements that requires something to draw attention to certain things i mean it's an interesting one isn't it because obviously the actors are pulling emotion from us as people watching the music sometimes is pulling emotion but actually you're also telling the story of like how the lighting draws us to mm. to respond to it as well um, so having sort of finished that and obviously played around with different things, I mean, also I've been to see um, The Lion King and I love the start where they have, as you talk about the sunrise and just yeah. the colours and things like that. So after that, what did you what did you do next? Yeah, while I was still studying my degree, I was also working. The college encouraged you to go out into the industry because uh, it's, it's a world where you learn so much more than sitting in the classroom, doing, working on productions of various sizes. You can you can learn so much from just getting involved in anything really. Um, so I was working in a few theatres. I 
canvassed almost the entirety of London, every single performance space with a CV. Wow, gosh, how gay. Of, can I have some work? Do you need a hand on anything? And eventually got phone call after phone call and worked on smaller stuff, big stuff around London while I was studying. Eventually started working in bigger West End theatres on big West End shows. So study in the daytime, working on a show in the evening. Um, I then did some freelance work at the Royal Opera House and Royal Ab Hall, some really big venues, and sort of just went on from there. And what's, it, what's the difference here? You sort of mentioned like a few smaller settings and obviously being somewhere like the Royal Opera House, which we know has, and you know, and the Royal Albert Hall, I mean, goodness me, particularly sometimes when it's in the round, what would be the lighting setup like? What would be the contrast between those two places? What would it be like for you working there? I suppose uh, a smaller venue tends to be restricted uh, by the obvious thing, space. Mm-hmm. And you can sometimes be restricted by the amount of equipment that you would have available to do um, and the rig setup. Most West End theatres are incredibly adaptable and are not a, uh, when they have a new show coming in, everything almost is stripped out of that theatre oh, and it? we okay. put back in for a new show. Okay. Smaller venues, smaller studio spaces tend to have, you know, a house setup of this is our lighting rig, this is our sound rig, and then you work within those parameters. Smaller venues can be a bit more restrictive in that way, but essentially they're the same thing, just either bigger or smaller and more kit and bigger things to to accommodate basically and has it changed a lot in i suppose the last 10 years or i mean use more of computers or more intelligent design you know what does it look like for for your job i mean obviously you're not working in the west end at the moment but come to that the industry as a whole has moved since i was uh, did my degree has moved on dramatically and uh, just with the leap in technology that of the things that are available projection is one is almost used in every single production or big production I've seen and any massive concert has some sort of visual either screens or projection or something like that uh, and now we're moving into a world of also you know AI mm, and yeah. you know uh, that world that's coming into you know the live events and how that can be incorporated when I was at uni we were the world of LED fixtures was becoming the norm uh, they were still expensive and the ability to, you know, the same light to be one colour and then the instant be another colour was a was a fun, exciting thing. You're not going up and refocusing a light to cut out some gel and put in front of it to change the colour of it. You could just do that from the from the lighting desk. So it's 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 changed a lot. It's a it's an industry that really moves very quickly. Someone wants to try something new all the time. You always want to be that the wow factor, as it were, in the show. God, yeah, and and that's so true, isn't it? And to come back to your innovative and why you originally prompted you is the whole idea that you like to know how things work, that you've got that type of mind and things like that. So you obviously, a bit of a segue, or maybe it's not, tell me, about coming to work at Channing. What led you to sort of look to work in a school and is this your first school placement? I was, uh, after I left uni, um, I did a, a various bits of freelancing and I uh, got a permanent place in... Uh, at Her Majesty's Theatre, working on Phantom of the Opera. Oh, right, yeah. Working on the electric scene there. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half. And it was really interesting, but by that point, I'd worked in a lot of West End theatres. And although it's, you know, big, amazing show, it can get quite monotonous doing the same show over and over again. 
especially being in a house where the show is very unlikely to leave. It's been there for, well, I did the 10,000th performance while I was working there. So it's been there for a while and yes. it's still not leaving. No, no. Um, <laughs> so um, compared to other theatres that have um, shows that come in and, mm -hmm. uh, and change. So I decided that I wanted to do something different and a, a job came up in Kingston-upon-Thames for Kingston Grammar School right, okay. running a theatre. And I thought I'll take a step out of that for a while and see see how that goes. And really enjoyed working with students and creating shows in schools, basically, but bringing that and uh, my knowledge of the professional industry into a school. What would you say is the most challenging aspect of your role working in a school, being that technical manager? Probably time is trying to find the enough time to give everyone, you know, the right amount of time to create what we want to create and, and being stretched for, you know, something that you would probably in a professional world take a few weeks to properly iron out you've got an hour to get sorted so it's very time constraints are very are very challenging when it comes to getting things as as professional as you can i'm just smiling because uh i think as uh for many teachers that is the one thing we always talk about it's like time time schools are just very busy environments and things move at 100 miles per hour and uh, nothing seems to have us to stop that. So, yeah, how would that compare then to the challenges? I mean, you mentioned that actually if you were in a part of a kind of West End theatre production, you perhaps have a few weeks to iron something out. You know, how does what you're doing now compare to what you were doing before the, the challenges and different things? I think it's, it's very similar. It's just that you have to be a bit more forward thinking when it comes to what you're expecting. So, uh, and and you have to maybe sometimes reduce what you might be able to do just because of the time constraint of doing it. When we do productions, um, you know, we have a one day to tech show. Not very long. Normally you would have several tech days on a big show and it's trying to balance, you know, having that time and making it the best it can be without, you know, sacrificing too much of what you want to try and achieve. So invariably it means that just do very long days when it gets to that point mm -hmm. just to be able to get to that standard but I always wanted when I started at Kingston and brought here as well is that to put on a show it, it being in a school shouldn't matter it should be the same standard as if you're putting on a professional show like youth theatres put on professional quality shows there's no reason why a school can't do that and if you give students that opportunity and say you're running this, you're in charge of the show, you're running the lighting, you know, this is how it's going to work, we're going to do it to the best it can be. Majority of the time, students take that on board and take that ownership of that and make it the best it can be. And that's the end goal is to try and make it as professional as possible. Yeah, it's such an important thing, actually. That's such a true philosophy, isn't it? That opportunity to do things with excellence um, is so important. How have you found it then working with students and how do you communicate that sort of type of philosophy but also help them do something of excellence in such a short amount of time? Students that tend to get involved quite a lot in, in the shows, they want it to be the best it can be. And my sort of role is just that vehicle to show them how to do that. My ultimate goal is when running a show in a school is that I actually, when... When I when we get the audience all sat in, and you know the house is all ready to go, and I go up to the the deputy stage manager who's calling the show and say over to you, 
my job at that point is done. Right. It's all over to the students and everything. I would rather a show would be completely student-led and I'd have to do nothing because that's how it should yeah. be. They should be doing all of these roles and have those opportunities. So I think giving them that opportunity and responsibility is really key and to let them know and understand that's their responsibility to do. And a lot of the time students will just take that on board and will really enjoy having that response, you know, especially a student who's calling the show, you know, the, the whole show is down to them to make it work how it should do. It's a, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I was just about to say, I mean, thinking about leadership skills, you know, so often we're talking about young people and taking leadership, taking ownership, being responsible. Actually, all of the skills that they're getting from putting this on together, working as a team, the resilience taking, it's obviously very time pressured. There is a huge amount of skills that they're actually really developing within just from taking part is to some people be like, oh, it's a it's a play. I mean, I know when you sit down and you see a performance, particularly when you've been working on the other side of it, you must sometimes just feel blown away. I mean, it was probably partly relief, but have you got any particular, I mean, plays or performances that you sort of stand out in your memory? So I have a few. I mean, the the one that um, immediately stands out that we've done recently here a couple of years ago now, we did um, our first full senior school musical, oh, wow. uh, okay. Sound of Music. And it was a really big thing because we'd never, we hadn't done a musical in the new theatre up until that point. So it was a, a big thing and my my outlook on it was if we're going to do a musical, we will do a musical and we'll do it properly and and we'll do it to the certain uh, professional standard. And I think we achieved that and everyone who worked on that production, it, it became a little sort of family sort of uh, group of, you know, the performers, the technical staff, everyone just working on their role perfectly. And the response from the audience were, uh, was amazing, really. that People were coming out generally sort of blown away by what they were seeing. And I don't think people really expect it. Sometimes parents don't really expect seeing that sort of thing in a school. They think, oh, school show, okay, I'll, I'm here to watch my child, but not really expecting the a full-blown wow. professional production in their eyes. So. Amazing. And what is it additional about a musical that makes it more of a challenge? Uh, so we did, we had a live orchestra. Okay, right. So that's space as well as obviously the kind of coordination. Space space was a challenge to, to try and find somewhere for an orchestra to go, which was interesting. So in, in our main space, we have um, two balconies. So the top floor balcony was completely stripped out of seating. And that's where the orchestra went. Uh, along with three students who are doing follow spotting as well. It was very busy up there, uh, very warm. And then the rest was all seating. So yeah, it, it was quite difficult in, in just trying to orchestrate and facilitate having a live orchestra. Plus we had a, a professional sound technician come in because everyone was mics right, yeah. and that had to be professionally done. Otherwise it doesn't sound good. And, you know, the one thing you want from musical is it to sound good. Um, so that was the one thing that I couldn't ask a student to do because it's very, is that's very busy and very precise. And if you get that wrong, it's 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 very difficult to to pull off a, a good musical if you can't if it doesn't sound right. So it was trying to bring all of those different elements that you don't really have on a on a normal play all together and uh, um, and make that work. And we're doing that 
all again in November when we do our next musical, Chicago. Oh, wow. Okay. My goodness. Yeah, don't, don't stop that. So like, what is the process you go through? So let's say, so who comes up, who germinates the idea and says, right, we're going to do this musical. And what's the sort of the team around that then puts it? I mean, obviously you're working, putting with all the technical, but also thinking as well about the theatrical space and performance. Who else is there with you? So there's the head of drama and then the drama teacher as well. And it's sort of like a, a bit of a collaborative effort to come up with things we all sort of have ideas about well, why don't we try this what about this you know all come together and then out of that with deciding a musical is a bit more complicated we had obviously the music department the head of music and one of the music teacher who's going to be the musical director for chicago sat down we all had a meeting all came in with ideas of what about this and it was trying to find something that firstly the students can get excited about doing because you, you need them to be excited, otherwise they don't want to be in it, and then you can't really do it. And also finding something that's appropriate for a quite a wide age group. So you need to find something that is sort of whole school appropriate, or most of the school appropriate. And then also find something that's musically has opportunities for students who want to be in the orchestra or the band mm -hmm. to have their opportunity as well. So there's lots of elements to consider when picking a big music yeah because i just said cheers and it because that's it as you say it's for the it's for the students it's for your young people so yes it's got to be appealing but also try and involve as many people as possible so i mean just sort of going slightly sort of sideways obviously we're talking about all the things that you're putting on and helping in the team around you what about um opportunities for students who are like yeah i don't i don't want the front of the stage and you've mentioned that in some of these performances they have the chance to whether it's to be the creative director or to call the whole thing how would they start off if they're interested in theatre management perhaps or backstage work? Where would you say for them to get started and how how would they do that? In terms of students at Channing, they can get in contact with me and work on the show. There's a various different roles to do. Operating roles for sound and lighting. Um, there are management roles for stage management, various different degrees of different management they can do. There is costume, there is hair and makeup, there's varied of different roles that they can help with on sound and music we had some students that just came in to help with the build right okay and paint stage and that's what they were interested in doing uh, and then weren't part of the show at all after that they came in and painted some scenery and then left you know which is fine you know so there's there's lots of opportunities for anyone who wants to get into doing the industry the the number one thing i can say to do is get it find a local amateur dramatics group something or a local theatre, and get involved in anything right, okay. you can do. When you're, when, you're, when you're at school and you're young and you don't have to necessarily worry about, oh, God, this has got to pay, get the opportunities then. Go and see if you like actually working in, in a professional world, even in amateur dramatics stuff. Get involved in shows and, and go from there, really. Actually, that's really pertinent because a bit like you were saying, when you'd gone to see your course and then you were sending your cv out to lots of different people but at least you'd had that experience of seeing what a theater looked like and thinking this is for me so actually having a chance to see that themselves at this time when it feels less pressured well just before we uh, round up uh, simon just thinking about have you got any uh, any funny moments or uh, mishaps that maybe have taken place that you feel that are appropriate to share obviously with all of us <laughs> there's lots of things that happen in shows i mean a live performance wouldn't be a live performance if things didn't go wrong you know and and when things do go wrong you 
do your best to to make it work and it's how you get it back on that counts how you, how you move on from those mistakes but there's been funny ones uh, a previous show i've done uh, there wasn't a channing of oliver where uh, they completely skipped three pages oh and uh, nancy walked on the stage turned around walked off because in those three pages she had died at that point so it's sort of a bit like, okay uh, but they carried on and moved and that was a, right. a school production they just, just went with it yeah to go yes. okay we're here now let's carry on <laughs> but you know all of those you know there's lots of things that go wrong in productions and sometimes audience are none the wiser because they've never seen it yeah that must be the challenge actually, when you when you pick something like chicago or the sound of music where people are like i know every word or i've i've seen the stage production like rogers and hammerstein but i've also seen the film i've also seen that you know you're like Everyone's sitting there going, what are they going to do? How are they going to do it? <laughs> yeah. So um, outside of, obviously, I know that obviously theatre, lighting design, how it works is obviously a passion, but what else uh, keeps you ticking your work-life balance uh, outside of school life? Normally when I'm not sort of locked in a dark room of a theatre, I, I do a lot of, uh, I go camping and hiking and lots of outdoor stuff, lots of, a few water sports and things like that. So when I'm not working on a show, I try and get out of a building as much as possible it's like it's like you need light yes yeah i spend a lot of my time in a dark room so when i can in the summer um when i'm not working on other events i will be mostly camping or outdoors somewhere amazing enjoying the daylight well thank you so much um for chatting us today simon it's been a pleasure uh, finding out a little bit more about your your role but also just about all of the different kind of moving parts that go into it and we wish you all the best with chicago coming up um so thank you so much so that was simon gray technical and creative manager at channing or theater manager if that's easier to remember simon thank you for joining us on the podcast it was really good to hear from you now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.